in our liturgy for Pentecost Sunday that we celebrate today, there's a common word that we hear, that we sing in the songs that we sing, that are in the readings that we hear. Come, Holy Spirit. We sang it in our opening song, Come, Holy Ghost, Creator, Blessed. We heard it in the response between the Alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful Kindle in them the fire of your love. We sing it in the responsorial psalm. Lord, send out your spirit, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Really, we invite on this Pentecost Sunday the Holy Spirit into our lives and into our church, our families, our, and our community, all of these different places. We ask the Holy Spirit to come and to fill the hearts of the faithful, to fill them with love for one another. This prayer of invitation is one of the more ancient prayers of the church, praying to the Holy Spirit. In fact, it was Jesus himself who told the apostles to stay in Jerusalem and to pray and await for the descent of the Holy Spirit on that first Pentecost. And that's what we heard in the first reading, the Holy Spirit coming down upon those who were gathered in the upper room. A few weeks ago, I preached on the Holy Spirit in anticipation of really praying, preparing for this Feast of Pentecost. On that particular Sunday, the readings told us that Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will remind us of all the things that Jesus taught. The Holy Spirit will enlighten us, will give us knowledge, all of these things. And, well, that was a good thing for us to pray for, to pray that we might be reminded, to pray that we might be Uh, that we might come to know God's will, and so forth. I think that that prayer to the Holy Spirit continues really every day of our life, that we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives and perhaps pray in a particular way. The first way in which we might pray would be, reveal to me, O Holy Spirit, something in my life. It says in the scriptures, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit convicts hearts about their sins and gives them knowledge about their sins so that we might receive forgiveness. In fact, that's what Jesus in our gospel does today. He gives the Holy Spirit to the apostles and says, receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive. They are forgiven then. The Holy Spirit brings about the forgiveness of sins and maybe that's a prayer we pray. What have I done, O Holy Spirit, that I need to bring to the Lord and to seek his mercy and forgiveness? Another prayer that we might pray to the Holy Spirit would be, what am I to do? So really, show me, O Holy Spirit, the path that I am to walk. There always comes a point in our life, a particular juncture, that maybe we have questions, that we don't know what we do, and so we turn to prayer and maybe to invite the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit and show me what it is that I should do right now. Show me your plan, God's plan for my life. Maybe thirdly, we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us. It's asking the question, where am I going in life? So once we uh, kind of ask, show me the way, well then lead me and guide me along that way. Ultimately, the way in which we're being led is to the kingdom of heaven. So if we invite the Holy Spirit every day, well, then we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us 
in all the things that we do and the choices and the decisions that we make, leading us always to lead a life and to live a life faithful so that we might receive the reward of heaven. Not only today do we pray inviting the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, send us your Spirit, but also in a few moments we'll profess our faith. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. So we'll profess our belief in the Holy Spirit. Maybe a question that we ask as we invite the Holy Spirit, as we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal things, to show us, to lead us, do we believe that the Holy Spirit will do these things? Testimony after testimony from people attests to the fact that, yes, the Holy Spirit does these things precisely. I experience it often, very much in my own life. Just a few weeks ago in that Holy Spirit homily, I shared about how I felt there were certain people placed on my heart to pray for, and then in the days that came that followed, realizing that they were really in great need of prayer. That's just one example. And even this past week, I became aware that there was going to be a relic of one of the saints. So we, as it's kind of weird, but as Catholics, we sometimes revere and venerate the relics of the saints. There are stories of people going to the tombs of holy people and experiencing profound healings and so forth. But yet, sometimes people can't go to these places where the saints are. I was made aware that the Saint John Vianney, who was the patron saint of priests, the holy priest of Ars France in the 1800s, that his heart, that was incorrupt, was going to be on display for prayer and veneration at a shrine down in Illinois. And so when I saw it, I became strongly convinced that I was supposed to go. But yet, when the day came for me to go, I kind of deliberated. I said, I I really should do other things. Should I do this? But I trusted that the Holy Spirit was leading me in this decision to go. And of course, when we trust the Holy Spirit's guidance in our lives, well, then something always happens. A fruit comes about. So I go and I meet a friend, we pray before the heart of John Vianney, and I'm like, well, I didn't drive all this way just to go home now, so I should stay here and pray in the church for a while. And, uh, and that's what I did. In a sense, I was asking the Holy Spirit to say, show me what it is that I'm supposed to do in the time that I'm here right now. What am I to do? And so it slowly came to me, well, stay here and pray, read a book, do these things. And as that went along, well, then I felt compelled that maybe I should make a confession to confess perhaps the different things that may be failures of priesthood, of not praying enough, for attending to the needs of others, whatever it is, simply to make a general confession of the last four years of priestly neglect. So that was revealed to me. Holy Spirit revealed to me the things that I should confess. As the Holy Spirit showed me that I should stay and do this, there was a reason. When I was in Lourdes, France, you might remember in December, I preached a homily about the thief that I had lunch with. And uh, when I was in Lourdes, I had lunch with another person uh, that was speaking English, and I wanted to speak with them and just learn why they were there and whatnot. And this individual sat down at my table, and she went on to share about her entire pilgrimage, that she had come to Europe for three or four months, 
that she was doing all these different holy things, and she had a particular purpose for each and everything that she was doing. During this conversation that I had with this individual, it was very moving to me. I was very struck. It was memorable. It was a story that I knew that I wanted to keep telling. And as I talk a lot about pilgrimage in different settings, it's a story that I've shared over and over again in many talks that I've given since. I always wanted to know what happened to that person who I had lunch with on that last day in Lourdes. Did God do what she wanted for her? Did, did God do what it was that she desired God to do for her? And uh, wouldn't you know, as I'm in this line to make this confession, well, there is this person, the same person that I had lunch with, shared this conversation with, and we caught eyes and we realized that we knew each other. And so then we went out and we conversed afterwards and realizing that she told the story of the thief that I've told so many times and I've told her story and, and uh, now we'll get together as I go to school down there to hear the end of her story. And so really perhaps as I wanted to write her story in a book that I'm writing for Lent, maybe God showed me the way there this past week to be able to share this experience, this story, so that then I could share it in the book and really get her permission to do that. So that was the lead me, the guide me. So lead me, guide me. The third part of this, actually I misspoke, that was the show me. Show me what I should do and that's what happened. Thirdly, as I was down there, someone knew that I was going and they wanted to know a little bit more about John Vianney. And what they sent me was a little story, a screenshot of what they had read. A story that reminded me precisely of what the Holy Spirit's purpose is, to lead us and to guide us to the kingdom of heaven. John Vianney, when he was uh, arriving in ours, there was a little boy there who met him along the hill. And the boy said, well, who are you and why are you here? And he said, well, I'm the new priest of ours, France, and I'm here to show you and everyone else the way to heaven. And so that person sending me that little story, that reminder, reminded me precisely of what the purpose of our lives are, to lead each other to the kingdom of heaven. Do we truly believe that the Holy Spirit can be at work in our lives as we hear stories again and again of how the Holy Spirit has inspired so many people? Today, truly, we do invite the Holy Spirit to come to reveal to us the need of God's mercy to show us what it is that we are to do and to lead us and to guide us one day to that kingdom where the Father, Son, and Spirit reign.